Hello there, welcome to Bros Watch PLL2, I am Benjamin Light. And I am Marco Sparks. And today we're talking about S4E18, Hot for Teacher. <laughs> wonder what this episode is going to be about. You know, uh, obviously PLL is fantasy, but like with the recent Megan Mahoney story, I don't know if you follow that at all. Nope. It's just funny because that's what really happened to Ezria. It, she's like a, a young, attractive teacher at a Catholic school who just got indicted on like 32 counts of basically... Bang a sixteen-year-old, yeah, statutory rape. Um, it, all because thirty-two like, counts with the same sixteen-year-old, or yeah, like, yeah, okay. Because it was like a period from like a, like a November to a January, or whatever. Like at least two or three times a week, they would have sex during school, and like the kid's ex-girlfriend saw them out somewhere at a cafe mm-hmm. and called the cops. In a town like Rosewood, that's the first thing that would happen. You know, Sharon Scones at the rear window brew. Anyway. This episode written by Brian Hogan. Obviously, that girl didn't respect the true love of those two. Well, obviously, Megan Mahoney and whoever the young man were were not, you know, endgame OTP forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. Uh, written by Brian Holdman, directed by Trip Reed, which is a crazy name. Mm-hmm. So, we start off in the darkened middle of nowhere in a phone booth. Well, it's like Where a phone you- booth that's seemingly surrounded by darkness. It's very yeah. theatrical and stagey. It's like a phone booth in the middle of Arya's heart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the kind of same phone booth that looks like where we last saw Sal on Mad Men. Do you remember Sal on Mad Men? <laughs> poor Sal. Uh, this time it's poor Allison. She's making a call from this phone booth that exists in like a dark void. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's saying, I need it. There's no other choice. I know he told you to avoid her, but you'll have to get in touch with her. And when you do, yes, that's exactly what you say. Nothing more. She can't know yet. And the camera is kind of circling around Allie in this totally bizarre, like, it's like a pair of phone booths in the middle of the darkness. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of does this neat little, like, pan over, and suddenly, like, we pan over to Shauna is in the phone booth at the brew. Yeah. Because, of course, the brew has a little fi- private phone booth area. Naturally. And we sit here, Allison, saying, do you think you can get it? And Shauna says, I'll be careful. So Allison's going to call her back, tell her, uh, call her back on this phone, tell her where to take it. And then over by the counter, we see the liars walk up to get some coffee, all four of them. And Shauna says, your friends just walked in. <laughs> and Allison says, Shauna, Shauna, tell me you can get it. And Shauna's like, I have to go. Get it, girl. Get it. Yeah, uh, Emily happens to look over and sees Shauna there in the phone booth. Because Emily just has like a spider sense that senses what Shauna's in the room. We should mention, there's not, in, in Shauna's booth here, I don't believe there's an actual phone in there. She's just on her cell phone. Yeah. It's just like a little privacy booth for when you need to make a call from the coffee shop. <laughs> Starbucks has those. Do they really? No. <laughs> That's why the ruined a brew will always win. Um, so the liars, you know, Emily looks over and she sees Shauna. She alerts the other liars that uh, they Shauna's, make a liar wall. Well, like she's basically like Shauna's alive. She must be doing something evil. Mm-hmm. Fuck uh, that bitch. Yeah, Spencer's on this immediately, asking if Emily has heard from Shauna since they rendezvous with Allison, and can Shauna be trusted now? And I wanted Emily to turn to Spencer and say, well, how the fuck should I know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Emily actually says that if Allison trusts her, then she guesses that she can trust her too, but Hannah disagrees. She says, no, Shauna has too many faces to trust. <laughs> so I wonder if this still stems from the fact that Hannah, or Hannah, Hannah <laughs> was the one girl that Shauna wasn't into. Uh, could be. Yeah, because Shauna has too many faces to trust. Hannah says, I keep running, keep, uh, I've been keeping count 
and running out of fingers. Nice. And Arya says, well, I've got a finger you can use. It's not the nice kind. Because it's Ezra's. Go on, Arya. Yeah. And Larys, I'll take a deep breath. Uh, did you happen to notice Arya's like, dress thing there? No, what is she wearing? It's... Arya's interesting because she sometimes wears what what on I don't know maybe a different body type or like I don't know a less fresh face might look trashy, mm-hmm. but on her it just looks like Arya because mm-hmm. it's like it's all lacy and uh, it's some sort of lacy dress thing, fairly low cut, where it's basically see through except for like kind of like a halter area and then like a there's like kind of a gap and then below that, but. On her, it just looks like Arya. Well, I have a weird theory about her outfit from the end of the episode. But let's face it, half the time, Arya's basically just wearing like the skin of like tortured inmates or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Equal glance as she exits the brew, and that's that's her opening sequence. Uh, after the credits, you know, we're still in the ruined brew. The liars have their coffee; they're in their nook. So obviously, you know, God is in his heaven, and all is right in the world. Emily, or Arya, of all people, asks Emily how Wayne is, and Emily says that they're going to monitor his heart for a while, but in the long run, he should be okay. Sure. And he has, like, except for the part where Shauna gave him a heart attack, because they're just convinced it's Shauna now, for some yeah. reason. Yeah. And Emily says, it wasn't a heart attack. The doctor said his chest pains were caused by anemia. Uh, besides, I don't think it was her. I mean, Shauna led me to Allie. Why would she turn around and punch me for trying to find A? I wonder... And, and she says, and we know that A is a dude. Do we really know this, Emily? Well, that's what they assume because of the wardrobe and the Ravenswood apartment. Mm-hmm. But I want her to say that whatever like ultra manliness affliction that Chuck Norris has and Chuck Norris jokes, that's like a common cold compared to what Wayne fucking Fields has. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they're, they know what to do. Spencer's face is just like, um, never mind. Yeah, she's like just staying quiet. You can tell the wheels are turning. She looks a little more cleaned up now, but her, she's still kind of red, like around her eyes, like she's been rubbing her eyes a lot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and she kind of looks away at that, and Hannah says, "Maybe Sean is helping this dude." And there's some nice shots of like we're looking at Hannah, but Spencer's leg is in profile in the foreground, just like twitching and shaking. I would say she looks cleaned up. She's wearing obviously clean clothes, but she looks like the poshest like zombie ever. Yeah, I mean, there, she still looks. Like she hasn't slept in a couple days. And she probably hasn't. But yeah, Hannah reminds us all that Shauna was seen in Ren's apartment helping him mail some boxes. And she's just like giving stink eye at Spencer's foot or her leg through this whole scene. Yeah. Uh, So Spencer ponders if it's not Shauna, but someone who's working on the play with Mr. Fitz. And Emily says no, because she was the first crew member that he brought on. I like that Spencer's basically trying to organically Mm -hmm. have everyone else come around to this realization. Like she's trying to manipulate them. And to, like, figuring this out on their own so she doesn't have to be the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's Spencer's like, and he asked you to meet him after school, right? And Emily's like, yeah, he asked me to copy audition scenes while he's out running an errand. He said he'd come by if he could. If he could. And Hannah's, like, really glaring at that leg now. And Spencer's like, what about you, Arya? And my notes say, really, what about Arya? Or and like, Arya says, about what about me? Uh with the hilarious look on her face her hair is doing like the weirdest thing it's like kind of up in the back but there's like tendrils in the front yeah. i don't know it's it's an interesting look it's i feel like it's a very weird almost 90s hairdo mm-hmm. yeah like something that. that melissa joan hart tried with and it didn't work no she wishes yeah so uh yeah what about Arya and spencer says i was just wondering if maybe since you and jake broke up and Arya's like, yeah, that doesn't mean we're back together. Look, look, I've been taking the time my, for myself. Uh, 
Ezra and I haven't talked in a really long time. She's talking like so fast. So she's obviously lying. Well, yeah, she's taking some time to herself. They haven't talked in a really long time. Given like Rosewood's amorphous nature of time, I somehow doubt that anything could be said to have happened in a really long time. <laughs> everything yeah, was, was that, like, like three days. Everything was three days, but also six months ago. Uh, so Spencer asked Art if Art could go ask Ezra, and Hannah cuts her off, and she's like, no, no asking, no following, no taking a look. A gave us an order in my mouth. Spencer says she's just trying to help Emily figure out who is chasing her. And Ari says, yeah, but Emily said that Ezra wasn't there. I don't know what kind of help you would be. And Spencer's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but finally, Spencer, or Hannah can't take the, the restless leg of Spencer anymore. She reaches over and grabs Spencer's coffee cup. And she's like, I'm cutting you off. You're over-caffeinated. Hmm. Spencer's like, what? It's herbal tea. And Hannah says, Spencer, I'm about to have a breakdown, okay? And your floppy foot is going to push me over the edge. And Spencer, like, basically, like, grabs her ankle to stop it. Mm. She's like, so go sit over there. Like, we're all really tense. And Hannah's like, tense? Like, a knocked me out, shot me up, and played post office between my teeth. Dead girls can't smile. And Spencer just kind of looks contrite. Uh, and Emily's saying that uh, if we don't keep trying to help Allie, she'll never be able to come home. And Ari's like, yeah, the longer she's out there on her own, the easier it is for A to get her. And Hannah, Hannah's whole... Like, attitude in this episode is like, we can't do anything because A put something in my mouth to well, t- tell us to stop. It's like every five episodes, something happens to one of the liars. Mm-hmm. That liar is like, we're ceasing all A hunting activities. Yeah. And then by the end of the episode, they've come around, even though half the other liars were too busy in their own drama to even care about searching for A, and one <laughs> of them's just not listening. <laughs> Probably Spencer. Yeah, usually Spencer. Yeah. So Hannah's basically like, we're not doing anything. We're going to wait for Allie to contact us again. And Spencer's like, yeah, if she contacts us. I mean, I might have biffed that one permanently. From boffed to biffed. Yeah. She like looks over apologetically at Emily, but Emily's going to be nice and says, we, we don't know that for sure. The duo's back together now. They're well, on the same page. But it's interesting how Spencer now thinks that she might have been wrong and not that Allison was just playing one of her games. Mm-hmm. It's like she like, like she like tucked her tail between her legs just for the sake of Emily. Yeah. You have to when, when your other self. Is at odds with you. I guess so. Spencer divided cannot stand. Exactly. Hannah says, can we all just agree on this to keep us safe? And Hardy's like, yeah, of course. And Hannah looks over at Spencer. He's like chewing on a nail. And she's like, yeah, absolutely. Hannah looks extremely skeptical. Yeah. Cut to hardcore drug taking music. Yeah. What is this? uh, The song is Sail by AWOL Nation. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. If you've watched the Cat Jump Fail video, you know this song well. This is a cool little sequence. Uh, we don't get this very often on PLL. I think this is the first time they've done a time lapse. Uh, where it's, it's like the, all these quick cuts and time lapses, like Spencer, like she pops a pill, she drinks some water, she pulls her hair up, she's website paging, searching for Ezra Fitz, and this music is playing. There's all these quick cuts of her, like spreading out printouts of the diary, she's taking notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool, like high up, like looking down shot on her room. You kind of see the whole set there. Uh, I like that there's an uneaten sandwich next to her laptop on the desk. Yeah. And it's just like more drinking water, uh, moving over to the couch, searching for board short sale, like hair, she keeps putting her hair back up over and over, like looking at Fitz's website page. And suddenly she like opens the, the blinds and it's a glide outside. Mm-hmm. She's been well, up all night. Well, there's this great, for like the next seven seconds or so, you have this amazing bit of acting where she looks utterly stunned by the sunlight she's like you can you can actually literally see on her face like 
could it be this late? Mm-hmm. Like she looks back around her room where she's been like studying this mystery all night. And then she like checks her watch to confirm, yes, it is the morning. You know, it's, it's just simple, great acting, no dialogue necessary. Then she goes to her phone and texts Andrew, need help studying. Meet before first period. She like walks for a moment after hitting send. She's like thinking thoughts and she gets a reply. Sorry, all out. <laughs> yeah. As somebody who's a bit of a night owl, this is a, I've done this many a time where I suddenly open the blinds and it's like daylight outside and I'm like, holy shit. Because you've been hitting the study aid? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I love that also the, the texting interface on her phone is constantly changing. Um, she has to come up with a new plan. So she picks up the landline phone, calls a doctor, clears her throat, and then pretends to be Veronica Hastings. Well, she puts on a very kind of warm, professional voice as she does it. Yeah. Good morning. Is Dr. Greg's in? This is Veronica Hastings. <laughs> Thank you. There's one thing she loves doing. It's impersonating other members of her family. I'm just waiting mm-hmm. for like when she has to make the phone call and pretend to be Peter. Hey there. It's Peter <laughs> Hastings. Oh, if they just like dubbed in Nolan North's voice, just to say that Spencer does like a flaw. Oh, I would, I would love to see Troy and try to do a Nolan North voice. That would be fascinating to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we cut to the practice quiz on Jekyll and Hyde. Ezra's classroom. It's empty-ish. Arya's helping Ezra pass out the quiz, the you know, the desks there. Ezra's telling Arya that someone broke into his fuck cabin. Um, <laughs> and she's just like, hmm, a break-in? Like with robbers or something? <laughs> he tells her that he talked to the sheriff's department about it. More than likely, it was a vagrant looking for shelter or kids looking for a place to party. Uh, it's definitely the second one. Arya is wearing a giant eagle <laughs> as a necklace. Um, well, she's got a, like a black like dress top thing it's fairly tight sleeveless it's got little metal studs on the call you know, like the rim of the collar of course but yeah that giant eagle necklace it's like taking up like most of her like neck there her roman standard i mean i can only assume that when she touches this and does her squawk her patented aria squawk the wizard shazam turns into a foul superhero hero mm-hmm. um anyway as she says he needs to go up to the fuck cabin this weekend he asks if she can get away after all it's been a while since we've been up there They've had this thing together now for like two weeks, but well, they've only got to use it once, right? But it's been a while. He's probably just like, you know, I, th- I thought we were going to be up the fuck cabin a lot. Yeah. Um, Arya's like, well, you know, my dad's going to Syracuse. I really can't leave Mike. And he's like, is there any way your brother could stay with a friend? Because Ezra wants to do the monster mash, if you know yeah. what I mean. And Arya says, maybe we could drive back and check on him. Just tell him and my dad I'm staying at Hannah's or something. And he's like, Arya, I really need to save the whole weekend. And I thought we were going to actually be able to use this cabin. I'd like to spend some time with you alone. The fuck cabin in the murder woods? Yeah. Um, He really needs to dip his pen in that ink, if you know what I mean. So she's like, okay, you know what? I'll I'll figure something out with Mike. Uh, When do you want to leave? Like, he really starts to see how manipulative Fitz can be when he wants to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and you really sense that Arya like is subconsciously like, like resisting. You know, like mm-hmm. she doesn't immediately want to go. He has, she has to be talked into it. Well, I feel like Ezra and Mister Mikey are probably on the same page here. You know, they're both are trying to take that that trying to take the train into the tunnel. I mean, it's just Ezra wants to play a game of who is this monster? But you know, biblically. Um, so outside the police station, Hannah's parked on the curb, her trunk is open, and she's trying to go through some boxes marked evidence. Uh, Holbrook brings out more boxes of evidence, and Holbrook says, well, what does he say? Okay, this is the last of it. Where do you want it? And Hannah's like, I want what's in them. She starts opening up the boxes that he's holding. 
Holbrook mentions that everything that's been seized from the Marin house by the cops has been accounted for. So Heron, uh, Hannah uh, pulls out some heels, uh, pulls off the heels that she's wearing, pulls another pair out of the uh, the bag. Yeah, there's like an on. evidence bag with shoes in it. She pulls the shoes out and puts them on. And she's like, I feel like I finally have feet again. Well, she like hugs those shoes. Yeah. Uh, and Holbrook's like, wow, I helped an old lady find her missing cat once. I don't think she was half as happy. <laughs> and Hannah is like walking around. Uh, he says, so how did those books work out for you? You finished one of the one with the teeth? And Hannah says, you know, they kind of creep me out. I mean, I feel like I have to floss like crazy so I don't have to go to the dentist anytime soon. Oh, well. Holbrook is sorry to hear that. Well, if you're looking for another one, Hannah says, actually, I'm giving up on the mysteries for a while. You know, I was going to sell them back to the store used, but you can have them if you want. And he says, no, no, I'm up to my holster and all things C.C. Drake these days. I'm pretty sure that's a euphemism. Funny thing about fugitives, they generate a lot of paperwork. That's a great story to be told at parties. And Hannah says, yeah, you can't skip to the end, can you? Nice callback, Hannah. <laughs> and, it, oh man, everything he says with Hannah, it's always like, it's like, is this leading? Is he hinting? I don't know. He says, yeah. I wish. Interviews, official reports. Even a false sighting, it's all worth going through the fine-tooth comb. You get the details about habits and routines, personality traits. It's the little things that are infinitely mo the most important. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle said that. Hannah has the opposite of a mystery boner right now. Well, she definitely... Hannah's like got like a flirtatious vibe to her. Like She's kind of enjoying this. So, a uh, friend of the show, Amanda, had a good suggestion about her Hannah Marin Girl Detective series. If I understood it correctly, it was that every time like a new mystery comes up that Hannah needs to solve, she then like first like spends a weekend reading the mystery fiction where the characters basically solve similar cases, so she knows <laughs> how to do it. There you go. Uh, so, meanwhile, outside the Rosewood High Aquatic Center, I was literally talking the other day with somebody trying to think of like what the hell did they call the pool area, the Aquatic Center. They call it the Aquatic Center. Where Emily's waiting outside. Shanna, Shana, ah, it's gonna bother me. Uh, pulls up and parks. Emily like marches right over to her, and Emily says, "Was that her on the phone last night?" And Shauna, back to her usual attitude, says, "I don't know what you're talking about." Shauna always has like, like, un, undeserved, Precedent. undeserved attitude. You know, like, it's like, why, why are you always so like uppity? Well, yeah, the the chip on her shoulder has a stick up its ass. Yeah, it, I don't know. It's was this like a conscious decision to like always make her just like really prissy? Yeah, I don't know. Like unearned, you know. It's like honestly, like compared to the shit the liars have done to everybody else on this show, you've gotten out pretty easy. I mean, they maybe they like kind of gotten Jenna's face a little around you, but well, yeah, the time that Jenna got like hit over the back of the head and drowned at a party, but no, I mean like. From the very beginning, it's like I think there was a lot of things that they were trying to write themselves options with Shauna. Like mm -hmm. maybe Shauna could be legitimate romantic foil for the you know Emily and Paige dynamo. Yeah, they just have but it was like no chemistry. Yeah, yeah. And so when Arya is like shut it down, it's like we don't really know what is supposed to be shut down when Shauna is like texting Emily. Is it flirtatious text or is she just texting her attitude? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I guess I think the attitude's supposed to be flirtatious, but I, I just. I don't get that. Well, then she went right into like menacing Emily about how she's gonna like steal her spot on the swim team. Mm -hmm. 
So anyway, Shauna's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And Emily's like, how is she? Is she okay? Shauna says, if she wanted to give you an update, she'd reach out to you. Oh, wait, she did. And you screwed it up. <laughs> Emily says, hey, can we can we not do snide, Shauna? Seriously, Shauna, can we not? Shauna's like, no. Yeah. She says, I want us to help each other, help Allison. And Shauna says, how? Start a Friends Valley Club, make collages, and write fan fiction? Otherwise known as Tumblr. Mm-hmm. The bell rings. Shauna's like, I'm going to be late. Uh, she walks past Emily, and Emily's like, next time you talk to her, can you tell her that I'm sorry? And Shauna's like, I'll see what I can do. And poor sad Emily. It was like, it's sad. like half the time, it's like Shauna's, like her choice is, well, how would Clint Eastwood like do this scene? <laughs> well, um, and Emily's got to be thinking, how the fuck did you become my gatekeeper to Allie? Yeah, really. What the fuck? Um, so Rosewood High, uh, you know, Arya and Hannah are walking through the hallways next to the courtyard. Hannah asks what's up with Spencer, and didn't Arya notice her last night? Jittery and caffeine bug-eyed. And Arya's like, well, that's pretty much Spencer most days. Um, Arya suggests that Spencer is just studying for something. But Hannah, being the secret genius of the group, or at least the empathic one, after Emily, notes that Spencer was drinking herbal tea when her go-to-drink is usually espresso, and she's clearly not studying. She's investigating. And Arya says, sounds like you're investigating. And Hannah says, no, I'm just observing details. And I was, I was talking to Gabe, and, and Arya's like, wait, who? And Hannah's like, Holbrook. And he was telling me, and Arya's like, wait, 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 Detective Holbrook? Are you guys, like, friends now? And Hannah just kind of scoffs. She's like, friends? No. And Arya says, okay, I didn't even know he had a first name, and now you're calling him Gabe. Is he into fashion or something? <laughs> it's such a bitchy line. Hannah just kind of like rolls her eyes, like annoyed. She's like, no, Arya. And Arya says, well, I'm just trying to figure out what you two would be connecting on. Well, it's like Arya, she thinks she's being a concerned friend, but really she's being the biggest, most dismissive asshole. Yeah. And it says that they're basically like book club buddies without the monthly meetings. Arya dismissive face. Yeah. yeah, they get to Arya's locker. She starts like going through stuff. Hannah says that she's worried about Spencer. Arya says that Spencer was just asking a few questions, trying to figure out who went after Emily at the school. And Hannah says, no, Spencer's digging. Hannah asks if they can just spend some time with Spencer this weekend, try to get some, talk some sense in her before she pisses A off. And Arya has this like look on her face like, let me summon up a shitty lie. <laughs> uh, I'm visiting my dad. He's lecturing in Syracuse and he uh, wants me to look at the campus. So Hannah's like, well, he goes there every weekend. Can't you just say next time? And Arya says, well, I kind of need a break from Mike and Mona, too. They're just a constant barrage of slow jams and lip balm. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Hannah. Really wish I could, but you're not sorry, Arya. Well, I kind of wondered, like, if Mona's scheme in the last episode wasn't so much about getting to Arya as it was, like, getting to Hannah in some way. Like, working her way on top of, like, the, the younger man, the hefty Hannah, once, like, full drive. I don't think Hannah really cares about that. No, maybe not. Um, although Mr. Mike Montgomery, you know, quite the uh, juvenile stud there. Uh, mm. Arya shuts her locker. She tells Hannah she's sorry. She really wishes that. Hannah cuts her off, tells her not to worry about it. She'll figure it out. You know, poor Hannah. Arya's just like a, like a magnificently terrible friend sometimes. <laughs> she really is. Uh, and then she looks over and sees uh, Jesse, the guidance counselor, talking to like some, some girl who's like crying, like teary-eyed student. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And yeah, it's like we, concerns Arya because she doesn't like to see anyone be comforted ever. But, at the same time, she wanted to, like, lick the tears off that girl's face. Mm -hmm. uh, so, coming back to the hallways adjacent to the courtyard, Spencer's walking, prowling, looking upon mm -hmm. the pudding brain humans she stares at school with. And well, then it's she like she's, she's circling the, the quad area. Yeah. 
like just like watching watching the smart kids like watching and seeing what they're doing and then she spies one brenda at one of the tables of other students she watches as brenda takes a pill and some water brenda says goodbye to her friends and she gets up and spencer rushes upon her and she says hey brenda can i grab you for a second yeah so then we cut to a kind of darkened hallway by the stairs spencer's taking brenda here to talk she says so my dad's away on business and the prescription is in its briefcase you're still taking them right Brenda says, indeed I am. She seems so sweet. Just two, are you sure? And she gets her pill bottle out and opens it, and Spencer says, you know what? I should probably make it five, just in case he forgets on Monday, and then, you know, I have a couple of these tests coming up, so... Brenda just holds out her hand with pills in it, and she's like, it's 50. And Spencer kind of looks around and, like, whispers, like, I mean, I was just kind of hoping you could spare them. And Brenda says, don't haggle, Spencer, it's tacky. 50 for first-timers, repeat customers get a discount. And Spencer's like, like like at the hoagie, sh- hoagie shop? Do I get a tenth one free? And Brandon just like glares at her, and Spencer's like, 50, okay, I can do that, here. This this is the face of Rosewood High's drug trade. This is grinding. Oh, yeah. I wanted Brandon to be like, you're playing with my money, Spencer. Playing with my money is like playing with my emotions. So uh, Spencer pays up, and Brenda gives her the pills and says, come see me next week if you need more. You know, in case your dad forgets. Gives Spencer this like super judgy look and walks off. And Spencer leaves and rounds a corner and then runs right into Ezra Fitz. And he's well, like, "Hey, Spencer." Yeah, he's like, "Hey, Spencer, you uh, got a minute?" And there's a great bit as he when he pauses there and he like looks down the hallway where she was just involved in her drug deal. <laughs> uh, Spencer, you know, big wide eyes. These are the eyes of somebody who's like clearly engaged in naughtiness. So after the commercial, we're still in the hallway of Ezra and Spencer. And it's just like, I just finished reading your essay on Shirley Jackson's short story, which so it was perfect. shit. Yeah, so perfect. Um, he, he gave her a C minus, we can see on the paper. Okay, yeah, yeah. She she like crosses like her her arms over her chest because she's not going to let potentially a you know critique mm-hmm. her academic endeavors. Uh, she's like, is something wrong with it? And he's like, it's subpar. It's unusual for you. In fact. You practically lifted an entire paragraph from Wikipedia. I mean, you know, Ezra wanted to like emphasize more derision when he said Wikipedia. <laughs> He's just really disappointed. Yeah. Uh, he says, and Spencer's like, how bad is the grade? And Ezra says, it's not about the grade. I'm, I'm just worried what's been keeping you so busy lately. Well, she's aghast there. The only thing missing here is for Ezra to say, you haven't been bringing your A game lately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's so incredulous. She says, I've just been really swamped. And he says, what, you thought you'd take a shortcut? And more importantly, you thought I wouldn't figure out what you've been up to? <laughs> like, Spencer, it's like, she looks, she's so haggard and stressed, but like now I think we see a little bit of fear in her eyes. She's like, Ooh. what the fuck is going on? Or the alternate take is, because they're speaking so cryptically to each other, it's like they both give each other a look that's like, what, what are we even talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but she kind of masters it, and Ezra says, I'd like to see you after school. Now, normally I wouldn't make this exception, but I think in your case, and Spencer's like, I'll take the grade, like holds out her hand for the paper. And he's like, you sure? And she's like, yeah, she grabs it. She tries to walk past him, but then he kind of moves over to cut her off. That's going to be a thing in this episode. A lot of people do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he says, you know, Spencer, sloppy work leads to consequences. I'd hate to see you suffer. Mm. Evil fits. Oh, like Ian Harding is so much better playing like a just creepy asshole. Well, Spencer like, has to be like, God, you're creepy. No wonder Arya likes you. Yeah. Well, like, him being, like, just, like, the nice guy teacher who's fucking his student, like, there is all, like, I, I don't, I don't know if anyone really can play that that well, 
Right. But uh, he's much better, like, openly being creepy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, but even he has to realize, even if he wasn't A, even he has to realize that we're heading full throttle into the Dark Spencer Saga, too. Oh, yeah. uh, so exterior, Rosewood High, it's daytime. In the hallway, we see the janitor who has to mop the floor up after these filthy, sloppy kids. Arya walks past him. She has a giant leopard print purse, of course. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, super tall heels, of course. Yeah, yeah. She's about to knock on Jesse's counseling office, but then changes her mind to walk away. So, of course, just then, Jesse, like, is walking out, and he's like, Arya! Well, this, does this asshole just, like, wait by his door, like, looking out, waiting to surprise people? Arya! Also, there's a sign on the hall next to Arya there for Anime Club. Do you think maybe, like, Lucas is an anime club? I think Lucas is an anime club. I think Paige is an anime club. Uh, maybe even Holden? I can see Holden being in it. I can see it. Holden. Do you think Caleb would be in it? Uh, I don't think they have anime club in Ravenswood. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know, maybe Caleb's just, like, downloading. I mean, why isn't Caleb, like, downloading TV shows for kids? Why is he giving them new apps and stuff? What are you talking about in Anime Club? Yeah. <laughs> You're a virgin? I don't know. <laughs> Lucas is just like, actually, it's about ethics and journalism. <laughs> anime Gate at Rosewood High. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Arya, or Jesse the Counselor busts out. So Arya spins back around. She's like, hi. Oh, sorry. Were you just on your way out? And he says, just about to get a refill. It can wait. What's going on? And Ari says, you were right. I might be a little bit angry, but it's not at my brother. He just nods, and she says, I think the truth is, I'm just angry at myself. Is it okay if we talk? Jesse's just like, no shit. Why don't you come inside? Arya's so A. I mean, yeah. I don't care what what happens on the show. I will always believe Arya's A. Uh, and before She's clearly season, a supervillain. And before season seven, I'm sure it'll be revealed. Uh, mm-hmm. So Spencer's room, she's... Typing into the internet, Ezra fits Ravenswood address. Then her phone rings. It's Hannah. Spencer answers. Uh, Hannah says that she and Emily are out in the driveway. We see Hannah and Emily out in the car. Um, Spencer lies. Oh, she's like, open up. Yeah. Presumably the gate, I would say. Yeah. And Spencer's like, oh, yeah, I'm at the library. And Hannah's like, uh, no, you're not. I can see your car in the driveway. And Spencer lies and says she walked. And Hannah is kind of frowning. And she's like, uh, look, so the police gave me back my shoes finally. I was wondering if you could come over and help me make my closet all neat freaky. <laughs> Which I, I got to wonder, is that an excuse to get Spencer to come out? Or is that just like Hannah actually wants to do that? Honestly, you could go either way. Two birds, mm-hmm. one stone. So Spencer see, sees on her computer there are no exact matches for her search. Just then in the background, her grandfather clock goes off. Spencer says, you know, she'd love to, but Fitz is making her redo this essay. So... Hannah can tell that she's being lied to. She says, well, come over later then? And Spencer's like, yeah, maybe. Gotta go. They hang up. Spencer then amends her internet search to Ezra Fitzgerald Ravenswood. And apparently whatever she sees is very intriguing. She pushes some hair back behind her ears and her, her eyes, eyes go big. wide. Yeah. So meanwhile, in Jesse's like confused counseling office, Arya's on the couch. She says, well, Mike's experience with Mona are different than mine. So I guess I, I guess I just have to respect that, I guess. Um, but <laughs> what if they are the same experiences and thus all my slash fiction begins? And Jesse says, I guess I'm just confused. When you came in here two minutes ago, or maybe like half hour ago, who knows? Yeah. You said you were angry with yourself. Did you want to get into that? Or, <laughs> and Ari's like, yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, I just don't even really know who I can talk to anymore. I'm lying to my boyfriend. I'm lying to my friends about my boyfriend. 
And he's like, sounds lonely. And Arya nods. And my notes just say, oh, Arya, you're so yeah. completely insane. Yeah. yeah. And he says, you want to start with a boyfriend? Arya says, well, this guy and I, we have a really long history. I love telling people that. Yeah. Uh, so my friends just might not be very supportive if they knew we were back together. And it's like, would they? Yeah, she has no reason other than the fact whatever's going on with Spencer to yeah. think. I mean, first of all, he gave them a ride back from Ravenswood, and she probably kissed him in the car. I mean, it's, I, they have to be aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is I don't think Spencer it would shock out. them. Yeah, exactly. Um, that they did the backslide. No, because so he's, he's like, why do you feel your friends would disapprove? And she like ponders this, and then she gets all shifty eyed and grabs her purse, and she's like, you know what? My brother doesn't have practice today. I just realized that. I'm sitting here talking to you. Oh yeah, A is for Arya Montgomery's facial gymnastics. Um, she sprints for the door. He tells her that he's glad she stopped by, and she's like, "Yeah, thank you." Well, he's probably waiting. So zoink. Um, <laughs> takes out like her fucking hair's on fire. Yeah, and as soon as she gets outside, she like rolls her eyes and sighs, and then just like walks off. And then we see in the background, like through a a hallway door. Fitz is like talking to some woman, but he like looks up because he, he noticed Arya walking out of the counselor's office. Well, this, there. Is, this is probably Mrs. Welch, I would guess. Mrs. Welch is probably going on and on about yeah. how glad she is back to have Ezra back. And I wonder what Mrs. Welch thinks of the bevy of rumors surrounding him and Arya because it's, you know, I'm sure teachers these days are constantly having to deal with these rumors or like the woman we mentioned at the start of the episode, but it's not like Ezra and Arya are making it any easier for themselves. Also, I know I'm on a tangent here. How great would it have been if Arya kicked over the janitor's bucket? <laughs> And meanwhile, Ezra's just watch, watching Arya come out of the guidance counselor's office, and he's thinking, shut it down, Arya. <laughs> so he goes and kills Jesse. Last thing I need to do is talk to some uh, some kind of psychologist in a position of power. That's bad news. <laughs> a normal adult male? We can't have that in this relationship. Uh, so, meanwhile, Hannah and Emily are still parked out in Hannah's car outside the stately Hastings Manor. Emily says, this feels like a stakeout. And Hannah says, well, there are no coffee or donuts, ergo, no stakeout. Nice vocab, Hannah. Yeah, well, Emily says, this is more due to the fact that they're parked outside Spencer's house, trying to figure out why she lied to Hannah and not the menu. But she's like, Spencer, or Emily is the good person here. She's the only one who's not, like, giving sh- Hannah shit for, where did you dig up ergo? <laughs> yeah, and Emily's like, what if she really is at the library? And Hannah's like... Well, did she take her grandfather clock? Because I heard it clanging through the phone. Oh, sorry. Sorry, another tangent here. It's a good thing they didn't call Toby for backup on the staker, because that asshole will steal your car and leave you stranded in Ravenswood. He's like, oh, here, I'll watch it. Why don't you guys go walk somewhere else without your car? Yeah. Um, so Hannah sees something in the rearview mirror, turns around and looks. It's Shauna. She's exiting the dealer at this house. You know, Emily calls for her to get down, which I always love when the girls sink <laughs> down in their seats. Um, Hannah points out, now this feels like a stakeout. Emily says, this doesn't make sense. Last night at the brew, I'm pretty sure Shauna was talking to Allie. And the next day, she gets in touch with Allison's mom? I mean, does Mrs. DeLaurentis know everything? Does she know whose bones are in Allie's grave or is Shauna over there telling her? And Hannah says, or, or, or they were talking about peaches and parasols and Scarlet O'Hara. You said they knew each other from Georgia. What everyone in Georgia talks about. Um, it's such an interesting reference. Like, Hannah is turning into Spencer right now because Spencer's like, off the deep end on, on like teenage speed well usually it's up to emily to pick up the slack when spencer's mm-hmm. going through a saga um but emily's moony-eyed over this like allison situation well hannah's like like now that she doesn't have like a guy in her life to worry about she's like super powered right 
Well, remember uh, in the Seinfeld when like George stops caring about sex and becomes a genius? Exactly. That's Hannah. Um, Emily says that she knows that they should trust Shauna, but now she really thinks that they should follow her. So Hannah says no. She starts to remember Emily that Ace said to stop digging, but Emily counters with, well, but it's okay if it's one of us. Should we stop by Arya's next and dig through her trash? Which You, you should definitely do that. Which would be a revelation, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily's like, well, maybe you were right, Hannah. What if Shauna really is manipulating all of us? Hannah's like, I don't give a flying crap about Shauna. I care about you. So if you, think this, yeah, if, you this, if you think this has anything even remotely to do with Allison, then please leave it alone. But a benzo. Uh, Emily wants to say or do something, but she can't. So Hannah starts up the car and drives off. I like that Emily's little like info dump of questions. I, I feel like that's like, hey, audience, these are the questions you should have in your mind. And a little lampshading, too, as to why they, they don't ask them of certain people. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we got to a file drawer opening. We're in, like, the Rosewood High, like, file room. Where Ezra's, like, flicking through a drawer of students' files. He finally gets the Spencer's and opens it up. Uh, we see, like, a photocopy of what's probably her student ID. And there's a notation for ADHD medicine. Yeah, it says so she's note. on medication for ADHD. And there's a doctor's note on file with the school nurse. Uh, and just then... Jesse, the counselor, enters the room behind him, and so Ezra quickly turns and sets the file down. Mm-hmm. It's it's a bro down. I can't get a read on this Jesse guy at all. Like, this is, is this guy like an undercover cop? Is he actually just guidance counselor? He's uh he's wearing like a I don't know what is that cashmere sweater, um, but he, underneath it he has a shirt on that's like army camo. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's army camo underneath, but he's like, you can barely see it because it just, it peeks out a little at the hem at the bottom, and then like he has the sleeves rolled up and the collar sticks out a little, so I, I just don't even know what's up with this guy. Mm. You were concerned this is like Wayne Fields, like DL boyfriend from the, uh. No, not that. Like, I feel like this, like, there's something about the, like, he comes off kind of, uh, vaguely intimidating, like, like interrogative, I guess. Not only the guys like Ezra, though. But to Arya, too. Well, Arya's... Well, Ezra and Arya are basically the same squirrely person. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, and this is not the teacher's lounge. Man, I keep doing that. Just and he's doing, like, hand acting right yeah. now. So I'm kicking out on hand acting. Um, yeah. They shake hands. I wanted Ezra to ask Jesse how he feels about Supertramp, which that reminds me. I don't know if you've ever watched the episode of New Girl with Ren on it. Nope. His name is Mr. Gozenyu. Oh. Uh, also, Jesse's like kind of out of breath slightly through this whole scene. Like he's really amped up. Mm. And Ezra's like, two doors down on the right. Jesse Lindahl, uh, student counseling office. We haven't met yet. I'm Ezra, English department. And Jesse's like, Fitz, right. I'm still making the rounds, putting all the names of faces, hoping to interrupt you. And there's like just like weird nervous energy between them. It's like, like maybe they're both up to something. And they're just like feeling the other person out. And Ezra kind of looks down at that file you had and he picks it back up. And he's like, no, no, I was just pulling the file. I'm having an academic issue with one of my seniors. Just hoping to get some background. And Jesse says, well, if you want to get to the bottom of it, you've got to get them talking, you know. No, you don't. And Ezra says, do they talk? Jesse says, yeah, you'd be surprised how much students are willing to reveal about what's going on in their lives. Especially when they feel like they have no one else to talk to. And they're just like, right, it's great meeting you, Jesse. And Jesse says, yeah, t- you too. See you around, Fitz. Fitz! And Ezra's like, yeah. And Jesse leaves the room. Ezra closes the file drawer, but he keeps that file and puts it in his bag. His manto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if Jesse was revealed to be an undercover cop 
who is like trying to bust Ezra. I mean, wouldn't that make sense? Yes. Like Hackett's like we have a problem at this school. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. In fact, I um, mean, I don't know. I, I've also got this sense that like it takes some doing to to bust these kinds of teachers. Well, I mean, not not to go into any like details, but like we had an Ezra Fitz at our high school, and and everyone knew, like everyone, teachers knew, students knew, but well, he was I there, knew. and he was there after he graduated. I knew girls who were contacted by cops who wanted to basically set up what were stings. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was back in like uh, late nineties, early aughts. So you I don't know, know how you know they he do still it teaches. Yeah, he just changed schools because yeah. the heat game kid off. Well, because he also he, I, I, I googled him. He he's still teaching. Is he married? Because he he was dating a girl from our high school. He's basically dating his Aria, mm-hmm. and they had to move because the heat was on them. Yeah, she had graduated by that point. I think I I couldn't tell. I, I couldn't find out if he was married to her or but not. His, his I previous, somehow doubt it. His previous girlfriend was another previous student. Mm-hmm. Um, so Emily's house at night, uh, doorbell rings. Emily comes down the stairs. She's wearing a t-shirt that says, I'm allergic to mornings, which is hilarious to me. Uh, she looks <laughs> out the window. She doesn't see anyone there on her porch. She flips on the light switch, which provides very little light indeed. And suddenly Shauna is there. Well, it's a weird thing because she like she looks out the window. No one there. She kind of leans over and the door goes out of frame for a sec while she turns on the lights. And then when she leans back, it's like, Shauna. Was like, did Shauna just like kneeling below the window <laughs> just to screw with Emily? I guess you're doing that. And so Emily opens it and Shauna says, I need your help. And Emily says, okay, how can I help you? And Shauna looks around. She's like, not here, inside. So Emily. Shauna's a vampire. She needs to be invited inside Emily's house. Yeah, really. So Emily steps back and lets Shauna in. And, uh, POV shot. Somebody's like watching this from afar, like maybe across the street. And then it like, we get like this kind of like camera still shots. Like somebody's taking pictures of this. And then we see, like, there's a car, presumably across the street, with a telephoto lens sticking out of it. Like, somebody's taking pictures of this encounter here. Uh, which is very, it's potentially confusing later on. Um, after the commercial, Emily leads Shauna to her room. You know, Emily says, you know, if you want my help, you're going to have to answer some questions, which is personally something I love saying to people. I do it every mm-hmm. chance I get. Shauna's like, I'm an open book, lol. So Emily asked about Paige, if Shauna just dated her to get to Emily, and Shauna says that she had no idea that Emily was the girl that Paige was so moony over at swim camp, that when she got to town, she put it together. Uh, so Emily says that, you know, Shauna always acted like she wanted to come between the two of them, and Shauna's like, I saw a button and I pushed, which let her know what she needed to know. Emily should is, just be like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, which is... You're a high school student who saw a button, a button and pushed, and it let you know what, what you the- needed to know. The problem is, like, it's not like Shauna is played in a way where we're like, oh, you know what? Her, like, distancing manner is actually hiding an incredibly fierce intellect. Emily's um, like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was talking to Carrie fucking Matheson here. Yeah, really. Um, but so Shauna proclaims that Emily is loyal, fiercely protective, emotional, but not a fool. Just like Allison said. LOL. Um, Emily's like, great. You were spying on us. Um, and she so- asks, was it for Allison? And, and Sean yeah. says, no, just taking a look, trying to look around, trying to get to know Emily. The funny thing is, as an audience, I feel like at this point, for me anyways, when I was watching this episode, I, I knew that personally wasn't true. Like, Emily can be a fool at times, a fool for mm-hmm. love. But, like, if you're paying attention from the, the beginning of the episode, like, Allison seemingly was giving instructions to Sean on how to manipulate somebody or how to say certain something to somebody. So mm-hmm. I, I started wondering, like, of course, this sunshine that she's blowing up Emily's ass is exactly what Allie's said to Shauna. Like, like Allie's programmed Emily yeah. and how to be manipulated. So um, 
So, you know, anyway, so Shauna's just like taking a look around. I feel like if Allie could witness this, she'd just be like, be frustrated. Oh, yeah, because Shauna's just like stepping all over yeah. the manipulation. But Emily's like, you said the words, but. Uh-huh. You didn't sell them. You're not a true sociopath. Emily's like, so is that what you were doing at Ren's apartment? Trying to get to know him. Shauna says, no, Ren posted an ad, hired her to ship some boxes in a hurry. But when he found out that she went to Rosewood High, he asked her to be discreet. I feel like that whole line is like, yeah, so we changed our mind on whatever we were going to do with that plot line. So don't ask about it again. I can be discreet, but I'll haunt your dreams. Uh, doesn't, it, doesn't it feel that way? Yeah, yeah. Like they're like that whole Shauna and Ren thing. Like we want you to stop thinking about that. I think a lot, I think there probably was a lot of different ideas for Shauna's character because mm-hmm. she the wind blows in a different direction of her like every six episodes. Seriously, yeah. Um. So as she's saying all this, she's going through like the stuff on Emily's bookshelf. She picks up a snow globe. Emily tells her to be careful of that. Dot dot dot. And Shauna says because it belonged to Allison's grandmother. She said that it that she'd given it to someone special. Wouldn't tell me who. Now I know. She's really Emily like laying it on, yeah, really laying it on thick, fucking up Emily's emotions and naivete, and hope that well, Alice will like her. You know, it's got to drive Emily fucking nuts that Allie has like another confidant about Emily. Emily, that was kind of like Emily's role was to be Allie's confidant about all the other liars and, and everything in general. You know, but I feel like Emily should have like let that. Sh- she should have. I know it's hard to. She should have let that ship sail like after Cece revealed. That she knew that Emily was like the lesbian of the group or whatever, you know. Well, she probably let it sail until she realized Allie was still alive. Yeah, true. Um, and I have to say, at this point in the episode, or at this point in this this half season, I was shocked at how much Allison we were seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, Shauna says that, that she saw Emily and Hannah today at Allison's house. She knows that they saw her. She figures that she's probably going to be asked about that too. So she just wants to like lay that all on the table. Emily says, sure. There's a quick little error here in the reverse shots when you can see that Emily has her arms folded or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shauna's like, well, could you sit? You're making me nervous, which I thought was pop me kill, Shauna. Yeah. Emily just crosses her arms and Shauna says, I was trying to get something for Allison, but I never got a chance. Her mother was so happy to see me. I never got a second alone. Hmm. And Emily says, does she know Allie's still alive? And Shauna says, no. Emily says, are you sure you didn't tell her? And Shauna says, Allison doesn't trust anyone. And Emily says, but you. Yeah. What were you there to get? And Shauna says, that's where you come in. There's a poster on Allison's r- room. Uh, some French tw- thing with twins. And Emily kind of frowns at this. Yeah. Uh, what I like about this is that you have no idea that that's true. Like whatever Shauna's meeting with Mrs. D was like. Mm-hmm. Um, so exterior rose with the train shot. It's the next day. We start off in Spencer's room. She's sitting in her chair, trying to focus on schoolwork. Her pen is click, click, clicking away. Um, well, but she's, she keeps she's huddled up on her her fainting couch with all like these books and shit in front of her. Yeah, she keeps but, looking over at what's left up on her laptop. It's an ad for a Ravenswood apartment for rent, the one that Ezra had. New listing. Yeah, it talks about how it has a huge studio, a full bath, and for seven ninety five a month. That's amazing. I mean, I don't know what that sounds like for the the mainline area there in Pennsylvania, but for California, it sounds pretty decent. Yeah, that sounds for a, like a big good. ass studio like that well, uh, with plus, a bathroom. It has its own little peepholes for spying. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that place is bigger than the apartment Ezra has now. It really is. It seemingly had a pretty good internet connection. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he had a fucking high speed. And there, there's some pictures of like the the empty layer. Yeah. Uh, uh, so with nothing picks, in it. Spencer picks up her phone. She calls Ari- Aria. Gets her voicemail. We actually hear that it's Aria's voicemail. Spencer says, Hey, Aria. I know it's early, but 
something's been going on and I really have to tell somebody about it. I really have to tell you about it. But if I'm right, then that would just break your heart. And if I'm wrong, then you're going to hate me forever. And that would really, really break my heart. I just feel like you're not bringing the right amount of sincerity to this. Do you want to start over? Do it? No, no, that's fine. Are you sure? I'd love to hear your take. Can you do it in like Sean Ferris voice? Hey, Arya. I know it's really early, but something's been going on. And uh, I really have to tell you something about it. I can't do the whole thing that way. Can you do it in Toby voice? <laughs> hey, Arya. No, I can't do it. Uh, but anyway, Spencer says, you know, if, if I'm right, then that would break your heart. If I'm wrong, then you're going to hate me forever, and that would really break my heart. Uh, she says, so if you could just give me a call when you get this message, and then, like, like cuts off, and the voicemail says, if you're satisfied with your phone message, Please press 1. If you'd like to re-record your message, press the star key. Spencer hits star, and we hear Arya say, Hi, it's Arya, leave a message. And Spencer just hangs up. No message. And poor Spencer. You know that, like, not confronting this head-on is killing her. Oh, yeah, Because yeah. that's what Spencer does. She, she can't stop. She won't stop. But in this one particular situation, she can't do what she would normally do. She would normally just be like, so-and-so's A. Yeah. And then they'd investigate. But that so-and-so, she she can't put that one back in the bottle she's wrong well it's funny to me is that this to me leads credence to first of all let me just say from personal experience i can tell you the length of voicemails are not designed for monologues um but this leads credence to the to the mm-hmm. theory the all-encompassing unified theory that Arya and spencer are the only pe- real people because spencer is so concerned about hurting Arya. like you said she can't put this genie back in the bottle but last season they had no fucking problem like doing this to Paige. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they did not care yeah. at all about like when did it become so easy to lie to your friends? They didn't give a shit. Well, Emily's feelings. On the one hand, it's Paige. On the other hand, um, Emily had only been dating Paige for like what a month at that point. I mean, yeah, Arya's been dating Ezra for a year, but we're mm-hmm. led to believe that it's been such a well, Arya long time. Portrays her her romance as like the most epic thing ever. Arya's like. I know it's only been like a year and some change, you guys, but really, it feels like it's almost been four years. Well, I, I do think, too, that Emily just has like a thicker skin. <laughs> you know, like, I think Spencer would know. Take that, Arya. Spencer knows, like, if I'm totally fucking wrong about this page thing, I can probably plead forgiveness. But, like, Arya will just shit a brick if I so much as, like, dare to suggest that Ezra's not on the up and up. This yeah, guy who's fucking his student. Arya's basically Donnie Darko. Yeah. Um, so meanwhile, it's early morning in Ezra's fuck cabin. Ezra wakes up yawning. The coffee smells great. You see Arya's on the couch. He asks how long she's been up, and she's like, I didn't really sleep so well. So he gets himself a cup of coffee, even though she's clearly like, something bad needs to be spoken of. But he, he's ignoring, he gets himself some coffee, asks if she wants a cup. She says no, he's way too chipper. Yeah. Then she gets up and goes and stands by her luggage. But she says no, Ezra, I think that you need to take me home. And she's she kind of pulls up the handle on her overnight bag. She's already packed and ready to go. And it's like she knows she knows something is wrong. Uh, this really this reminded me of of two different movies. Did you ever see Goodfellas? No. There's a bit towards the end when Ray Liotta's wife is like she's gone to see uh what's his face Jimmy I'm trying to, Rob, Rob De Niro. She's gone to see him. And he's like, oh, there's some dresses you want just around the corner over there down the street. 
And it's like she kind of just like her intuition says like this is a bad idea to go down there. And he keeps on just kind of waving like, oh, yeah, right over there, you know. Mm-hmm. And so eventually she just runs and gets in her car and drives away. It's like it's the intuition. You know, it's a powerful thing. You know, it's hard to explain, but like it, it does seem to be real. Uh, and it also reminded me of the girl with the dragon tattoo where uh, oh, with the uh, the parole officer guy. No, no, no. no. Um, with at, oh, at, towards with the end when the, the, uh, the villain Skarsgård has a conversation with uh, Daniel, Craig. Daniel Craig where he's just like, you knew something was wrong. You knew you should leave, but you're afraid of being polite, you know? Well, it reminded me of something else. We'll get that in just a second. So, uh, but but my, my point in all this is that like Arya knows something is wrong. Like there's something not right with this like kind of rekindled romance. Well, I think it's funny that we both saw some film analogies. Ezra looks perplexed by all this. He says, are you still nervous about being up here? She says she's not nervous. She's tired. And he's like, well, you didn't sleep well last night. With like the distrust that's already been sewn into Ezra at this point and <laughs> piled on this season, I could not help but view this scene with intense worry. Like he's going to Rowan Polanski, this poor girl. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, well, and Arya... Uh, sorry, good. Uh, I was going to say, Arya just breaks down now and she's like, no. I'm tired of lying to my family and my friends. I don't even know how many tales I had to spend to come up here to be with you this weekend. It's like she's been pushed to the very limits of her Arya-ness. Mm-hmm. Arya has stared into the abyss, and the abyss gazed back into her and said, Sup, girl, you look a little tired. Yeah, she says, look, I know that you have to stay up here, but is there a bus station or a train nearby that... And she's kind of moving to leave, and Ezra kind of comes over and stops her, and he says, Arya, have you ever thought that maybe this feeling you have of being torn between me and your friends is maybe not such a bad thing. <laughs> or he's like, is it supposed to be a good thing? <laughs> and he says, maybe. I know it feels like you're growing away from them, but maybe this feeling is you and me growing closer. Ugh. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Amazing work here by uh, Ezra. And yeah. Arya says, right, but I want to be able to share that with my closest friends. And Ezra's like, and I agree with you. And I think we're past the point in our relationship where you have to hide. But if you want what we have, or but if what we have is going to last, you have to start thinking me as the person you were closest to. So this is yeah the person that you want to share everything with. Well, he's and I have to do that with you. He's talking slower, almost as if he's trying to hypnotize her. He is. Yeah, he's fucking Jedi mind tricking her right now, and Arya's just like, huh? Like her mind doesn't know what to do with that. Compare and contrast this and how this is working on her to. Mm jake like five or six episodes earlier who's just like hey why don't you let me get in the driver's seat you know of her mm-hmm. of her life and Arya is just like mm-hmm. well this is the power that ezra has over her uh god this is this seems like really creepy just it, the, like the full awesome power of like ezra's manipulation mm-hmm. uh, he's basically kidnapped you Arya, and you have no idea he's like a uh, like a naughty otp svengali yeah, and Ezra says, maybe this was a bad idea. Starting again, bringing you up here. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to put any pressure on you, Arya. And like, oh, he's like nagging now. And yeah. Arya's like, no, you didn't. And Ezra says, okay, why don't you think about it while you take a shower? And if you still want to go, I can drive you. And he kind of walks away, and Arya's like, wait, no, I want this. Yeah, I really want this to work. And they hug. But it's like, no, you don't, Arya. Like, trust your instincts. Well, it's like, in a way, the, the hideously, like, Ezra took notes from, like, their their first go-around, like, the previous year of school when they dated. Yeah, really. And it was, like, 
every time like he referred to her as a child, she had to rebel against that because she's such a sophisticated adult. And it's like he finally learned, like, oh yeah, hey, that works. <laughs> and he's like deploying uh, the mystery method. He's he's doing it all here, like reverse psychology. Mm-hmm. Like he's pretending to open up himself. Mm-hmm. He's like all these like kind of like false narratives that he's yeah, spinning making, about, like making himself available mm-hmm. while also deploying the uh, what is it NL- NLP, neuro linguistic programming. Yeah, what a fucking creep. Yeah. Oh, and it's it's out of the Ezra relationship. Like he's been doing this the whole time. This is, I think. It's. I wouldn't say it's the first time we notice it so much as it's the first time he's really like needed to, because mm-hmm. we know he's up to something now. Like he doesn't want her to leave, and it doesn't seem to be because of like a romantic thing. No, like he doesn't want her to leave that cabin for some reason. I well, presumably because he doesn't want Spencer to talk to her, right? Or because we're about to like see like the second half of Rosemary's Baby here. Who can mm-hmm. say? Um. But yeah, it's it's an incredibly uncomfortable scene to watch. And yet, I feel like there were still people in the audience who were like, OTP. <laughs> OTP forever. I, and I mean, in that scene, I'm not sure how you could do that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, we so cut yeah. to a, a Rosewood Street. Hannah is walking in the downtown area. She spots Spencer walking towards her in a hurry. Uh, and Hannah looks over concerned. She's like, Spence. And Spencer's like, Hannah, I'm sorry. I just, and she tries to walk past Hannah and Hannah just like moves, cuts her off. Mm-hmm. Spencer's like, Hannah, come on. What the look she gives her, like, what are you doing? Yeah. What is this? And Hannah says, I know you were home yesterday. I heard that stupid clock. Why are you ignoring me? And behind them, we see Holbrook walks out of like a shop, like drinking some coffee. And he just kind of looks over, like he's a little curious at this. He's going to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some really cool shots here where it's like Holbrook's like way over on the left side of the frame, mm. and then Hannah and Spencer are way over on the right side. It's very cool. Yeah, so looks like she's been up forever. Hannah's also, it should be pointed out, wearing a necklace that looks like it's made out of potpourri. <laughs> yeah, and Spencer's saying, "I'm sorry, okay, it was wrong of me. I just." And Hannah's like, "What? Whatever it is that you're," and Spencer's like, "It's nothing." And Hannah says, "Well, it doesn't look like nothing. It looks like you've been you haven't been sleeping." Uh, it really doesn't look like Spencer's been sleeping. Um, I, can't, I can't remember. Have we talked about this on the podcast? What's the longest you've ever stayed up? Uh, probably 40 hours-ish. Mm. I did 48 once. Oh, God. I was definitely hallucinating by the end of it. It was yeah. a complete trip. Um, your whole vestibular sense, like your sense of balance is completely shot. Mm-hmm. Um. I can't imagine, like, Spencer staying up as much as she is. She's got to be completely losing her mind right now. Well, and I think that we've gone over this on our other podcast, but you actually have seven senses, not five, and one of them is your vestibular sense. Yeah, at least seven, possibly. Also, do you remember that that the end of Nowhere Man, that TV show? Oh, yes. With uh, the guy who went on to play Captain Pike. Bruce Greenwood. Bruce Greenwood, that's right. I love that show. God, I love that show so hard. Back on the uh, the short-lived UPN UPN? network. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Along with... uh, Whatever the hell that Richard Grieco show was. Platypus Man? No, that was the one of Richard Jenny. Richard Grieco one, I think, was called Marker. Oh, oh Marker. Yeah. yeah well, man, Richard we could Dr. do a whole Roger. UPN podcast right now. Oh, that'd be awesome. Um, bros watch UPN, too. <laughs> Nobody else did. Um, I don't even know if you could find those episodes and download them online, honestly. I'll bet you can. The internet's um, forever. Yeah, so 
Hannah keeps firing off to Spencer that she knows that she's lying, and Spencer's like trying to fire up new lies. You know, pharmacy, did you go to the pharmacy? No, you didn't go to the pharmacy. I can see the street where you did not come from the pharmacy. I went to the pharmacy earlier. Spencer like jukes around Hannah. Hannah grabs her arm, and Spencer freaks out on her. Well, Hannah's just like, God, lying. Yeah. (laughs) And Spencer's just like, Hannah, would you back up off me? Oh, and I love just the shot of like Holbrook watching this from the other side of the frame. He's got Holbrook's like holding like a little like takeout box. Like he's got his badge on his belt, and he's just kind of staring at Spencer's craziness. And Spencer storms off, and Holbrook he's seen all this, and he walks over and he says, "Hey, you two always fight like that." And Hannah says, "No, not really." And Holbrook says, "I got the impression she was a level-headed one." <laughs> Hannah should just be. She says, "Yeah, she usually is," but what she should say is like, "Where did you ever get that impression?" Spencer's fucking insane. She's crazier than all of us. The, the description of Spencer is like demeanor or her physical look here. I believe you said it several times during the initial Dark Spencer saga. She looks like she's on bath salts. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, so we cut to Allison's bedroom where Emily's looking under the bed saying it's the last place I remember seeing it. It was just deeds with her. Emily's excuse for getting in this room is that she's missing an earring or something. Diamond um, earring from, yeah. that she borrowed from her mother. Mrs. D says that she's dusted in here weekly since Pam and Emily left, and she hasn't found a diamond earring. So Emily also, says... Does that mean Pam was staying there? Seemingly. I think... Well, Wayne also Where? mentioned that in the last episode when he talked to Ezra, that maybe staying Pam and Emily staying there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, there's a guest bathroom, which presumably was not Allison's bathroom, so I guess there's a guest bedroom. It's a big enough house. Yeah, true. Um... So Mrs. D, you know, so Emily's laying on good, you know, that she borrowed it from her mom without asking. And Mrs. D's like, calm down, you know, I'll go check the guest bathroom. Don't worry, dear, we'll find it. So once Mrs. D is gone, Emily pulls down that poster, shakes it, gets the center of the thing, cuts yeah, the, open the back, gets the envelope out. It's the, got cash. The big ass poster of like these like two blonde girl twins or the translation is girls have all the fun. Yeah, she cuts the back of it open, pulls out an envelope full of cash with a little note card on it that has like email addresses and phone number. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, she hears noise in the hallway. Emily puts the poster back up on the wall. She pockets the cash before Mrs. D even comes back in the room. Emily is pulling out the very earring that they're looking for. Mrs. D is relieved. She's like, "Oh, thank goodness! Now your mother will never have to know it was gone." This is a straight up Spencer Hastings move right here. Yeah, she's pretty slick about it. She's well, like, "Oh, look, I found it." I believe Spencer actually did this probably back in season two, around the time that like Peter's gun was stolen. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. Was going through his like office, getting yeah. a stamp. Yeah. Yeah. So Emily smiles. Um, cut over to Ezra's fuck cabin where Ezra's cooking in the kitchen when Arya comes back yeah. inside. By the way, that that looked to be about five grand in cash, just eyeballing it there. That that wad of money Emily found. Did you actually eyeball it, or did you remember later in the episode Emily says it was five grand in cash? I actually eyeballed it. Okay. All right. I mean, it looks like half a stack. You know. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Ari comes back inside to the fuck cabin from taking pictures. Ezra's cooking, making some steamy food in a pot. But taking pictures? Who does she think she is? Keegan Allen? <laughs> well, it's like, Arya's, like, occasional uh, photography hobby that she has. She's like, also, remember when I had that job? LOL. Yeah. She's like, I think I killed that lady because they didn't want to go to work anymore. Uh, can we talk about Ezra's outfit here? Jeez. He's in, like uh, like, running shoes, like tennis shoes. Yeah. With Which like either either suspicious. either no socks or very very short socks, mm-hmm. uh, and then like like cargo shorts, yeah, and then a like a a gray hoodie sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. It, it's I don't I don't know. This it's an interesting like, look. Uh, 
This is like a laid-back, shady bro weekend. Like Sunday fun day, laid-back, shady bro weekend outfit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's, he's, he's kind of doing a little bit of a bangs thing with the hair. It's kind of swooped down. Yeah, yeah. This uh, is this is our Halloween costume this year, obviously. Oh, yeah. And Ezra's like, oh, you're back. I didn't think you'd be gone so long. Which is another, this is my other, like, RSA thing. Like, where were you, Arya? She's, she claims we've been walking around the cabin taking pictures. And it's like, really? Well, hmm. I know that we made the joke before once when they were in rows, but, like, in season one, and Arya said that she was walking around the block for, like, an hour. Yeah. And we were like, because she's dissociative. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and so Arya's like, ooh, what smells so good? Uh, and Ezra says, uh, veg- vegetable tagine. Minus the actual tagine. And there's no lamb in it. I'm actually using chickpeas. And Arya says, oh, a night in Tunisia. So exotic. Oh my god, they're so horrible. So, I feel like they're gonna, like, like sex roleplay, like Casablanca later. Mm-hmm. Only, like, they're gonna be like uh, like Peter Lorre and Sydney Green Street. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, Ezra, it turns out, doesn't have any chickpeas. Damn. Arya offers to run down to Seymour's to get some, wherever that is. Ezra asks if she's sure, since that's like an hour there and back. Um, so there's some information on your mysterious, how far is this from Rosewood question. But we don't know that Seymour's is a place in Rosewood. It could be the nearest place. Yeah, so, you know, Ari says she doesn't mind. She actually wants to take some pictures of that covered bridge on the way, because of course she does. You don't realize Mm -hmm. it, but the, the route to Ezra's fuck cabin actually takes them through the bridges of Madison County. Well, Um, it's like... Ezra's being all shady, and yet, I don't know, to me, the great twist would be, like, if Arya were up to her own shit right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, or if they were, she was going to kill a hobo and bring it back mm-hmm. and, like, love on top of. Um, Arya gets the camera and the keys and the kiss, and she goes, they're such a great Bye, babe. Couple. Once she's gone, Ezra goes, you know, to the cabinet where he actually <laughs> has a can of chickpeas. Well, it's like we get the in- interior shot, like, looking from inside the cupboard, mm-hmm. as he most definitely has a can of chickpeas. And then weird industrial music starts playing. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> like, like this, like pulsing, pounding, and he takes the chickpeas can. He lied to her just to get her out of the fuck cabin. Well, he looks like evil Superboy, is what he looks mm-hmm. like to me. Um, he like goes over to like, like moves the rug, like lifts up that trap door to the basement while like I don't even know what like like B movie trailer like Nine Inch Nails is playing like Stabbing Westward or whatever here. Yeah, well, and then he, so he, he heads down into the basement and like Jeez. he's he, he might actually be walking and beat with the music like slowly. Yeah. He heads down to his surveillance dungeon in the fuck cabin. We see it's, that all the stuff from Ravenswood, the Ravenswood apartment, got moved here. Yeah, it's a, a lot of it's piled up in boxes, and we see like some of those pictures of Allie like leaning against the wall. Just uh, and he's got his like his computer workstation there with the three displays set up and a few maps and he sits down at his workstation sets the chickpea can down this evil fucking chickpeas mm-hmm. and he starts like he logs in he has this well has anybody like online doesn't think like they looked at the exact number of asterisks you know on his password and like surmised what his password probably is uh gold falafel i believe that's uh the the pretty little liars annotations people already did that it's gold falafel nice oh it would work yeah. Yeah. So he logs in, he has new messages, attachments from a secure portal. Because mm. he's like from 24 or something. Mm. 
uh, so he he signs in and like all these photos start opening up all over the screens. Photos of Emily, Shauna, like Hannah and Spencer, Hannah talking to Holbrook. Basically everything we've seen in this episode. There's like photos, like Ooh. spy photos from afar. Great editing as evil Ezra looks at all this. Like like it's all displayed out across like the three monitors. Yeah. Um I'm really confused then. Some of the stuff you'll get later and you figure I guess we should wait to talk about it. Oh uh, yeah, I think it's pretty clear who's taking these photos, but we'll have to wait for that. Okay. Um it, yeah, it just dawned on me who you're gonna say. Never mind. Yeah. But he he leaned first he like he he seems very curious about uh Emily meeting Shauna here. That that he kind of leans in when he sees that, and then he he sees some of uh, Emily with that envelope full of money, like putting in her bag, and he leans in even closer at that, like mouth open. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, the way it's edited, and again, as creepy as Ezra's being played in this season, to be cruder than usual, mm-hmm. as he's looking at these three monitors where he pictures all these girls, I have expected him to just like stand up and like start untying his shorts. <laughs> Um, so it cuts everyone to a brew. Oh, that'd be so awful. Emily's on at work. She's on the phone of Sean at the counter. Um, she says that she can't come to Sean out because she's at work. I feel like the, like Sean is probably the only person who works their job less than Emily, but Emily can't. Well, it's a costume shop, so it shouldn't be like closed right now or something. Halloween's over. I feel like in a town like uh, Rosewood, there's always a need for weird costumes. That's true. Um, so we see that Shauna's at the aquatic center, about to do a meet. Emily says that it's money, a lot of it, and a piece of paper. Shauna tells her she wasn't supposed to look, but Emily says that she did, and she asks where it all leads. Shauna says they don't have time for that. She asks if Emily has a locker or someplace that'll be safe. Emily says no, they keep their stuff under the counter, which seems like a violation of some kind of workplace compliance. Um, Shauna says don't just leave it around for someone to steal. Do you remember a few episodes ago when someone snuck a note into Emily's purse under the counter there? Yeah. Because I feel like Emily has forgotten that, like yeah. how vulnerable the counter is. Emily says, where am I supposed to hide five grand? And Shauna says, I'm going to come by after my meet. So she hangs up and Emily kind of looks around for a place to stash this money. She eventually grabs a bag of coffee beans mm-hmm. and just like tucks. She ducks down behind the counter and she puts the money in the coffee bean. Like the, puts a whole envelope in the coffee bean bag because I guess they didn't have any lasagna. Uh, and then she puts a bag like in the cupboard below. And just as she's doing this, some, you know, customer walks up. Family has to bounce back up and, you know, get them a refill. Cause I mean, they really know how to hide money on this show. Like lasagna boxes, coffee bean bags. Didn't it seem fairly snug and secure in her apron where it was. Yeah, I know. It's like, why didn't she just like, I would not let that money off my person. I would always have my hand in that apron. Like too. Mm-hmm. Like, so I always know it's there. Um, so anyways. Hannah's room at night. Hannah's on the phone of Veronica asking if Spencer's home. Uh, it's just one side of Hannah on the on the phone. I like how, like uh, Leslie Fair is not in this episode, but it almost feels like she is. Yeah, yeah. Because she's talking to Mister Hastings here. Uh, Hannah makes up an excuse about some barred nail polish she needs to come get. She's mm-hmm. gonna go stop by and get it. Yeah. Um, also, Hannah has this. Well, we'll see in a second. Um, empty parking lot. Shana goes to her car. She looks in the rear view, panics when she sees something, screams out, presumably well, like, someone in the backseat. She, she, just as she's starting the car, she like looks in the rear, she like gasps and screams, and then it cut to black. So we don't know what happened. Yeah. So she, she saw something that scared her, and then she screamed. Right. Spencer's house. We see Hannah uh, thanking Mrs. H for letting her in. And she steps <laughs> Mrs. into Mrs. H off camera. Yeah. Into the darkened bedroom, Spencer's darkened bedroom. Uh, can we talk about the fact that Hannah's wearing a really cool leather jacket? Like, even though I hate it, it's like something out of Greece. 
Well, it's Hannah. I mean, she is the, the fashionable one. Yeah, she looks pretty cool. Um, so Hannah gets on Spencer's laptop. She pulls up all of her Ezra research, including the page well, for... She goes to a, uh, like a, she goes to the window menu and she says, restore all windows. Mm-hmm. And that just opens up everything Spencer's been up to. All this shit about Ezra and about Ravenswood. Orchard Sale. The fact yeah. that former literature professor Ezra Fitz organized a spoken word poetry benefit, which, mm. ugh. Damning. Yeah, disgusting. Um, most vile piece of evidence against She sees Ezra. Ezra's, like, website page. Oh, I like that earlier Spencer was actually going through Ezra's friend list, too. Mm-hmm. Like critiquing it. Um, so Hannah see, sees all this and says out loud, basically, like, "Where are you going with this, Spencer?" And then she sees that Spencer has a new email. The she opens it up. The email is presumably from like Ezra's realtor, who's writing well, it's, back. It's to Spencer, from the Jay Durkoff Property Management, right? Who's writing back to Spencer to say that uh, she can't help her because they can't give out info about previous tenants. That's confidential. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we cut to the street somewhere where we see Spencer then peek out from the side of a brick building. She's heading towards Ezra's apartment building. We see like the door buzzer thing and it has a listing of all the tenants in Ezra's building. One of them, by the way, is clearly Burt Bacharach. Well, she uh, tries fits and like waits a beat. Nobody answers. So then she just starts pressing all the other ones yeah. until somebody answers. And she's, uh, I like her lie. She says, hi, uh, I have a flower delivery. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like she only said that because a woman answered. Like she was going to go with something different if a man answered. You know? Right. Door buzzes. Spencer opens it. Before she can go inside, Hannah is there. Spencer could not look more stunned. And Hannah's just like, you shouldn't be here. Leave Ravenswood now. Sorry. Yeah. No. Um, so after the commercial, we're still with them. And Spencer says, look, I don't want to fight. But, you know, can't stop, won't stop. And Hannah's like, are you on drugs? And Spencer's like, what? No, I'm no, not. I'm not. And Hannah's like, you've got to be on crack if you think Ezra's A. Spencer's even more stunned by this. And Hannah says, I went through your computer. You should really use a password if you want to keep things private, especially when you're following some crazy theory. It's like, a smart girl, that Hannah Marin. Well, Spencer's got to be like both equally parts like stunned and like super impressed. Hmm. Um. So Spencer says, "Look, one of Allison's stories kept on sticking in my brain, and I finally and I finally figured out, and and I went to the Heart and the Huntsman, and Ezra was there, and he was eating the pie." And Hannah says, "Okay, you're not making sense." And Spencer's like, "The pie and the beer, Hannah, from the story, okay." It's called Board Shorts Ale, and that's exactly what Fitz ordered when he was there. And don't you get it? That's where Allison must have gotten the nickname. And Hannah says, everything's all jumbled up in Allie's stories. What if you're connecting the wrong dots? And Spencer says, well, come inside. Either I prove it or I'm wrong. And there's like a tire screech behind them, and Hannah kind of looks concerned. And Spencer's like, are you coming? So she just like heads in, so Hannah shakes her head. She has to follow. Yeah, Hannah's face. Um, Again, if you forgotten will remind you hannah could not accompany spencer to the heart and huntsman because she was going to the dentist also because she was not wearing underwear mm-hmm. um so ezra's in his car he's wearing his dew and dirt clothes he's checking yeah, out he's his got the, like the black tablet cap of, on his tablet of doom he's checking surveillance footage on the fuck cabin he like, clicks through a couple images and we finally see that aria's in bed there so obviously this, this is, is just much... extra creepy that he's spying on aria sleeping in bed so right he might be naked under the sheets there yeah well no, but obviously this is much later after they've eaten that vegetable tagine with the chickpeas, the fresh chickpeas. Uh, Ezra watches her sleep. Then he gets a new message attachments from his secure portal. There are photos of Spencer Hannah in his apartment building. He starts like swiping through the photos, grim faced. Um, we got to the hallway outside Ezra's apartment. Spencer and Hannah are walking to his door and Hannah says, Ezra comes home and finds us here. 
So she says that she's been watching the place all day and he hasn't been in or out. She thinks that he must be out of town. So she starts like feeling around for the key over the I door like frame. She like runs her hand over the door jam. Yeah. And Spencer's like, what are we even looking for? And her Hannah says that. And Spencer says, primarily a key move. And so Hannah like steps off the welcome mat and Spencer finds a key underneath it. Such a cliche, Ezra. Yeah. And she says, I think Ezra may have rented that apartment in Ravenswood. If I can find something that puts him there, I'll have proof. And Hannah's like, you're really serious about this, aren't you? No shit. And Spencer just like turns the key and opens the door. But just as she's walking in, Hannah stops her. And Hannah says, wait, let's just say you're right. If there's anything in there that ties him to Ravenswood, he's not keeping it here. And Spencer kind of ponders this. And then she looks past Hannah and she sees there's like a little like air vent like down low on the wall across from them. Mm. And inside there's a little red light. Well, I also behind the vent grating. I want him to be like, you know that Arya is such a snoop. Remember that time she dug through Ezra's sock drawer and found all that money? <laughs> um, so we see Ezra in his car watching all this. He's like talking to himself as he looks at the footage. And he's like, walk away, Spencer. Well, the way he says it is so creepy. He's like, walk away, Spencer. Yeah, like that. Um, we see on the camera that Hannah Spencer backing away, not going inside. In that hallway, uh, we cut back to Spencer relocks his door. And she says, yeah, maybe you're right. And Hannah's like, well, that was easy. And Spencer keeps her back to the camera and whispers, I think we're being watched. She tells Hannah not to look, just follow her lead. She replaces the key under the mat. And then she says, God, I have not been sleeping well lately. And Spencer's, you know, all that stuff, but Ezra in my head, I don't even know what I was thinking. And Ezra's watching this all on his tablet as they take off. And then back inside, we see Arya rolls over. Looks like she is wearing clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, she kind of, her hand goes out to the empty side of the bed. And her eyes immediately pop open. Arya is also quite the sharp one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she gets up and looks around, like calling for Ezra. So the thing about her nightgown is, one... Oh, this is a black nighty. One, she looks great in it. Mm-hmm. Two... It looks like something that she could probably wear to school with the way she wears other clothes. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. That's that's what she, I, I think she just beginning. needs like a like a leopard print like pashmina or something to go over it maybe. Some like big ass boots, like a leopard print scar, some like heart shape, like Lolita sunglasses, girl's good to go. Also some kind of wild animal like uh, it's been cast in bronze and like uses a <laughs> necklace. Exactly. Mandy Line hire us. Uh, yeah, so she uh she gets up she's walks over to the door and like peeks outside on the porch she's calling for ezra she doesn't see anything she closes the door and turns around and jumps because ezra's like right there ezra in the dark dark ezra and he's wearing like a like a running hoodie yeah uh he's all like creepy in the moonlight and he's like sorry i uh didn't mean to scare you and Arya's like holding her chest she's so freaked out like breathing heavily yeah Yeah. so after commercial you know Arya's walking back towards the bed she asks where he was when she woke up and he says he forgot the lack lock the back door she asked if he was up late reading and he's like yeah yeah a little bit Um, so they both sit down on the bed here but like are we to believe that like ezra like fucked her into a deep sleep or something like like aria was just like passed out and like she didn't even know where ezra was for a while i don't believe ezra could fuck himself into a deep sleep i think Uh, i think he could probably do himself i I think he probably ground up some like pills and put in the Mm. food I, like, I, I choose to believe that in my fan fiction, <laughs> other than him just like, you know, her ankles around his like neck or whatever. Sure, sure. <laughs> Arya says, what's wrong? Why couldn't she sleep? Are you worried about us? Hello, well. I know that I was in a strange place here. Now she's like, like his manipulation is taking hold now. Now she's, th- you know, thinking this is all my fault. 
Yeah. Uh, and Ezra says, and you're right about this not working unless we tell the truth. It's like he like wants to tell her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, are you okay? And he says, yeah, I'm just really glad you stayed. Like he says it like that too. Like yeah. he, he goes to like emotional Ezra voice. And Ari mm-hmm. says, I know, me too. And she rubs his back and smiles at him. And it's like, Arya, trust your instincts. This Jump out a- the window. Yeah, yeah. really. Uh, so Spencer's bedroom, Spencer and Hannah and Emily are there. Uh, Spencer's laid out the evidence. And Emily's like, wait, he has a surveillance camera? What if the building manager put it in there? And Spencer says, it was hidden. And most honest people put up a sign saying, you are being recorded. Who else do we know that likes to hide cameras and spy on people? Do you think Ezra has like a like a camera in his toilet? Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Like, do they still do that? That was like such a weird thing in like the late nineties, like the toilet cam. They would do it like in coffee shops or whatever. I feel like that's gone out of style. Probably that a good was thing. like uh, that was like a plot of an SVU episode where they busted a guy who had like set up a toilet cam in coffee shops, and like the the pervert cam basically caught like a more serious crime. <laughs> um, so they like I think the guy like plead down, you know, to like hand yeah. over his footage. Um, so so. Emily's like, Mr. Fitz? And then she starts to freak out the possibility because at first she says it so like laughingly, like that damn like, Mr. Fitz isn't you're saying you think he's A? Yeah. And Hannah's yeah. like, I know. My head feels like it's full of hot ice cubes. He was so <laughs> sweet to me when my mom was in jail. Hot ice cubes. And Emily's like, he helped me with my college essays. Spencer says, he's probably trying to get close, so we'd we'd let our guard down. Emily wants to know if she's called Arya. They have to call Arya. And Spencer says, no, not yet. I don't think we should tell her in, until we're 100% sure. And Hannah says, well, she's still in Syracuse with her dad, so she's safe for now. LOL. And Hannah reaches over and grabs that coffee bag that Emily's put all the money in. Because I guess Emily just like brought it with her. Mm-hmm. And Hannah says, oh, thank God he brought coffee. And Spencer's like, here, want me to make you some? And he like, snatches the bag away. She's like, yes, but not with that. That's for Shauna. And Hannah's like, wait, what does Shauna want with a bag of beans? And why are you still talking to her? <laughs> and Emily pulls out the envelope and hands it to Spencer. And she says, she needed me to help her with this. Spencer kind of sees what's in it. And she's like, Shauna gave this to you? And Emily explains, no, this belonged to Allie. She's supposed to, Shauna's supposed to meet her tonight at the brew. She never showed. Uh, there's contact information there. Maybe for other people who are helping Allie stay, or places to stay. Mm-hmm. And so Emily's like, all I know is Allison's running out of money. Shauna's the only one who knows how to reach her. And if she can't deliver it, then Spencer kind of completes her sentence because they're the same person. It says, Allie can't keep on the move and she's vulnerable. When is the last time he's talked to Shauna? Hannah looks nauseous during all this. So Emily says, this afternoon, why? And Hannah says, he said that Ezra never came home today. Emily's like, you think he's got her? And Spencer says, I think maybe he wants Shauna to lead him to Allison. So he can finish what he started. Hmm. Hmm. So, so back to the phone to, booth. Yeah, the phone booth in the darkness of the night. Allison puts in her quarters and she dials and it rings and rings and rings. We cut to Shauna's Mustang, where we see that Shauna's cell phone's on the passenger seat. keeps ringing. Then we notice that Shauna's in the driver's seat waking up. She's either been knocked out or drugged or both. Yeah, she's just coming to there. She seems a little groggy. The car has moved. It's no longer in that parking lot. Shauna answers the phone. You know, Allison asks her if she has the money. Shauna is so out of it. She's not sure where she is. She flips on the headlights of her car and gasps. Because in front of her, we see the you are now leaving Rosewood sign, which has a little thing under it that says come back again. But somebody has spray painted in red. Don't. 
over that. So it yeah, says, don't, don't come, come back, back again. Also, because it's important, Rosewood was incorporated in June of 1853. Mm. And Allie's like, Shauna? And Shauna says, I have to hang up now. And Allie's getting very emotional. She's like, what do you mean? And Shauna says, I'm sorry, I have to go. Shauna, what happened to the money? Shauna says, I don't have it. And she starts the car. And Allie's like, what am I supposed to do? And Shauna's just like, I have to go. She hangs up, takes the battery out of her phone, tosses the whole, you know, thing out the window, battery phone and everything, mm-hmm. and just like dries off. Like, so long, Shauna. She's getting the fuck out of here. Ace scared the shit out of her. Yeah. Uh, so in the phone booth, Allison hangs up. Some sad music starts playing. Allison has some tears. She pulls out her pocketbook and checks her cash. I believe, I mean, I eyeballed it too. I saw two tens, two fives, and two ones, I believe, something like that. No, there's a 20, a 10, two fives, and two ones at 42 bucks. Okay. So she, she finds a picture of the liars in happier times. We see that she is at a bus station or damn near a bus station. She gives her ticket to the driver to well, get it's on like a bus. Well, it's like a rural bus station. Mm-hmm. Uh, also interesting that that Speed Demon Express, there's a sign for them. It's an authorized ship center at, at the same location here. Makes sense. Um, yeah, there's departures for Philly, New York, Chicago, St. Louis, and Detroit. I wonder where this could be. I guess there's some rural place that where Allie's been hiding out. Uh, uh, I think I can answer that. Give me one second. Talk, okay. talk amongst yourselves. So Allie kind of, ha- she's got like a ticket in her hand and she walks over and gets on a, hands it to the, the dude, the driver, and gets on the bus. Goes and sits down. She's looks. She looks very vulnerable and, and young and scared right now. You know, she's running out of money. She's on a bus and she she's got kind of no one left. She's starting to cry. Mm-hmm. And she pulled out uh, that photo of the liars. I think she she misses them, and I, I think she knows it's it might be time to come home soon. No, I can't, I misread the thing. I was looking at the production photos. It's. The, what I misread was it's for Fantana Bus Lines is the, ah, okay. I guess the company. Um, yeah, I was just thinking to myself of like the uh, Bluest Light by Block Party was playing, like that scene from uh, the OC over this, whenever somebody I, gets on a bus. Um, so then we get the A-Tag. Yeah, A is watching an old black and white movie. This movie is Dark Passage hmm. uh, with Humphrey Bogart. Uh, this is, A is in like a basement somewhere, but this is not Ezra's fuck cabin. No, no, there's a single TV monitor there. The, the stuff we, the stuff on the walls is different. There's, um, lots of color photos of Arya sleeping. These photos that Jason DeLaurentis yep. was developing that supposedly Allison took. Oh, also this is according Black, to him. Hoodie, Black Hoodie A. Black Hoodie A is here. Yeah. Um, and A's just like sitting at a table there. They, Pull out a uh, manila envelope and open it and dump out the contents. Well, so there's also a picture of Will in his police uniform, a mm-hmm. picture of Spencer. There's the A Night to Remember poster from Ravenswood. There's a missing poster from, from Allison. Yeah. And there's like a map open in front of A in which A opens the, the manila envelope. Yeah. And inside this manila envelope, there are a bunch of little prescription pads from Dr. Ren Kingston, MD. What? Uh, hmm. Wonder who those might be for. And A just kind of stacks them all up and sets them to the side. Because some sort of shenanigans is going to happen with Ren's script pads. Goes in you. Yeah. And that was the episode. That was Hot for Teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Funny that they call it Hot for Teacher when Ezra's never been creepier than he is in this episode. Yeah. Um, good episode. Fun episode. Uh, nice, like, gearing up 
for the black and white episode, which is next. Yeah, so the next episode is called Shadow Play, where the majority of it is shot in black and white like a film noir. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I actually watched like half of it earlier today just to like kind of look ahead. This is going to be tough to podcast just because like everything that is said in the black and white part of it has like double and triple meaning. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to like overdo it with the uh, kind of dissection, but it's it's going to be awesome. So yeah, our next episode will be the four hour episode. Uh, yeah. So just some some wrapping up notes. Uh, we had to postpone our PLL roundtable. Uh, probably going to try to do it to maybe early December, maybe right before the Christmas special. Um, but we're looking forward to it. Uh, I want to thank Kate Post for the mention. Uh, glad you're enjoying the episodes at work. Pleasantly surprised that a lot of folks are listening at work. Yeah. Uh, also, thanks to Crystal for the review she left. That's always appreciated. Yeah, everything on Twitter and in iTunes. Um, sorry for the, the delay, Wendy. Uh, <laughs> glad you're in the episode now. It's, um, I can confirm it's all Marco's fault. Indeed, it usually is. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and LOL because the new fringe thinks that we should publish our notes at the end of each season, which so would be bizarre. I wouldn't have a problem with that, except that my notes are essentially like the entire script uh, transcribed with comments in between. I'm not sure of the legality of putting something like that online. Well, and my notes. So, for as much as I tend to ramble or go off on tangents or what have you, uh. My notes probably contain like double the amount of material that's ever spoken by either of us. Mm. My notes are so long. I wouldn't necessarily say that they're detailed, <laughs> but they're a rambling, like jumbled mess of madness. And so I have my notes like laid out, you know, in a, in a notepad file in front of me as we podcast. And it's like certain things I just I skip over in the moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so we'll see. Yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting. I mean, because it kind of strokes our ego, so of course we're bemused by the idea. But like you said, yeah, legalities. Um, Kendra was having some trouble posting a comment on her website. I uh, apologize. I'm not totally sure what to say. I, I, I tested it again on it in Chrome. You know, like in different. Uh, you know, I normally use Safari, but. Um, it it should just allow you to choose like Twitter or Facebook or something to to authorize yourself as when you make a comment. Um, I don't know what other people are doing, but it apparently works. Maybe just that, uh, empty your cache, like clear your history or something. Try again. Um, if you do want to leave a comment on our website page, you can go to broswatchpll2.com. Uh, you can also get in touch with us on Twitter at broswatchpll2. And uh, if you want to help us out, leave us a review on iTunes. That's always very appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of seemingly sometimes raises our our ranking on iTunes, gets us more visibility. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next time uh, with Shadow Play, which I believe is all Joseph Doherty, right? Written mm-hmm. and directed. Mm-hmm. I think Joseph Doherty is probably the uh the noir noir guy on the staff the writing staff also he's i think probably the the chief what do they call it paley the paley guy mm, okay. joseph doherty's written several kindle worlds stories about emily and Paige's relationship though set back in time this next episode is fascinating uh it's going to be a challenge to podcast but i look forward to it oh it's gonna be so much fun yeah so we will talk about that next time until then see you then bye-bye